And then the next one after that was their words and actions align. So this one is a big one for me. I, when I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do something. And I really, I really don't appreciate when people tell me that they're going to do something and then they flake out on me. I just think that's, you know, not respectful of the other person at all. And basically saying that my time and my, and my things are more important than you. Right. Absolutely. I, f- I find that to be true a lot in business relationships, unfortunately, because I think in the industry that you and I work in, Kristen, we work with so many people. You know, we, there's a lot of people in our industry of, you know, working online, all these different programs. So we're constantly talking to people, trying to mentor them. So I find that to be true mostly in business relationships that people don't always do what they say they're going to do or come through, unfortunately. And yeah, it makes you feel like they don't value you or your time as much as you're trying to feed into them. They're not trying to feed into you. So then it's not, it's not an equal partnership then. Right. It's, it's more of a take, more right. of a take relationship on that, on that end. And yeah, I mean, especially working, working online, you see that all the time and it's hard for me. Well, I guess I'm understanding it more now, but it, it was really hard for me when I was first kind of starting some my, my main business that I do, uh, people weren't like me because I didn't, I didn't understand that. Like if I said I was going to hit a goal, I would do whatever it takes. I wouldn't make excuses. And I just, it was hard for me to understand that. And even, but even as a leader, you really have to be able to kind of understand why they might be doing that. It's usually because there's some sort of crack in their belief or they have some mm-hmm. issue and it might not just be because they're lazy or they right. don't care, but it's, you really have to kind of, to learn, to lead from the front. Mm-hmm. So yeah, definitely yeah. in business. That's really interesting. You said something last week too, that, that it infuriates you when people complain and don't do anything about it. And I, I agree. And you see that a lot on social media, actually. I think people use social media, which I feel like is the worst way to use it, to vent in a negative way. Um, I don't like seeing stuff like that. You know, I feel like they need an audience for the complaining. It, it validates them, which is just true on any time you, you want to vet. You know, you're really looking to feel validated by expressing that. Um, it's, not, it's not unhealthy, but just catch yourself. Be mindful because if it's only for your own validation and, and nothing, nothing else, you know, nothing, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Just nothing productive. Right. And then maybe it does not need to be said. <laughs> but do you notice, and this is just how like, the nature of um, where a lot of people's heads are at. If you see a complaining post on social media, how many comments you'll get. But if you put something super positive, oh. it's, only, it's <laughs> only a few. So it's like you can see like who are the people that you should be associating with, the people that don't engage in the negative and the people that will you know, be inspired by the positive things that you put out there. Oh, so that's, right. a good, that's a good way to find, find some new friends or see who doesn't need to be around as much as right. check out what they're engaging in on social media. Yeah. One negative comment is going to breed the masses of negativity. I think it's just mm-hmm. easy. It's easy. It's easy to feed into that. It's easy to complain um, because sure, it makes you feel good, but I don't know. I don't think it and does that, much for the world. <laughs> Maybe it does good for you, but not really for humanity. And I was actually listening to to something earlier today about how one of the core values that you that you need is the feeling of belonging, and I feel like it's the whole the whole misery loves company thing right. that you see. And 
having a sense of belonging. And then have, if you're a very positive person, it can feel a little bit lonely for a little while until you mm-hmm. kind of have people meet you where you are and grow with you. So I, I can see how, how that happens, but it's really, you just really need to challenge yourself not to feed into that negative energy because it will, it'll suck the life out of you. I used to like spend before all this personal development, I used to spend hours on social media, just watching people argue and stuff like, what wow. am I doing? Yes. So yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Cause it's, yeah, it's a you know, <laughs> drama, like who does it, you know, people like to get into drama and that's why people love reality shows and all that right. stuff. Right. Um, yeah. I think you and I though are, are a little bit more fortunate to be surrounded with a much more positive network since we both work online, you know, and, and a lot of people are truly focused on improving themselves and working on their minds. So thankfully, I feel like you and I probably have a little bit more positivity than negative on our feeds. So I'm really happy about that. Oh yeah, because the friends that, you know, are on your social media, they're probably on a similar journey. And I I, I pretty much I don't I don't see much negativity anymore on Facebook than I did back then. It's like as soon as I started growing a different network of people and attracting different people to my social media. So it has really changed a lot for me over the past few years, which I'm super thankful for. So Mm -hmm. yay, (laughs) happy about that. (laughs) Yeah. All right, I'm gonna move on. So then the next one was they apologize when they're wrong. And okay, let's stop there. Let's stop there for a second. So yeah, that's, that's an honorable thing to do. We're not going to be right every single time, right? You have to be able to kind of check yourself and, and, uh, you know, rework the steps. And if you are wrong about something, sure. Yeah. Apologize. And then there's some people that this, this was hard for me, like knowing where, knowing who values you or knowing where to spend your time, because I've apologized to people and they, and they still don't care. You know, they still won't accept it. So did, was our friendship that strong to begin with? If I can't come back and say, you know what, I, I shouldn't have done it that way. Um, but then they still, that doesn't mean much to them. So I think it does take you know, it does take some courage and and looking within yourself to apologize to somebody, but then it also takes that other person being open, being receptive. And sometimes that's nothing you can control. You can apologize all day, but if that person isn't receptive, then walk away. You've done your part. Mm -hmm. What else can you do? And that person obviously has areas to grow because that's just on them then. If you actually have apologized and put it out there, if they don't receive it, how you wanted them to, that's not on you anymore. That's theirs to have. Mm-hmm. No. So that's how I try to look at it. Mm-hmm. And this, okay. So this one, so this is like my favorite thing ever. They support your growth. This was, this was a thing that, and I'm sure you have the same thing as you're doing things that are maybe outside of the box of what normal people do as far as just going, they get a job, they go, they complain about it, whatever. Right. Repeat, sleep, repeat. But if you're doing something different, that kind of scares people a little bit because they don't understand that and they don't understand where you're going. And I, I, oh my gosh, like starting all this, these new ventures and things that I had, I had to put myself out there. I had to become, I had to grow, I had to stretch, I had to become different. And the whole thing, like I was talking about with belonging is sometimes you don't belong anymore in the same circle. And if they don't support your growth, they're They'll, maybe they'll be haters about it or maybe make fun of you. I had you know a handful of people as I'm start with starting my my network marketing business that just kind of say, you know that 
this percentage of people will never make any money, like kind of things like that. Right. And I'm like, well, I'm not those people, you know? And so I, and it, my favorite thing is kind of prove them wrong and just show them what's possible. And I, and I don't quit. If things get hard, I don't quit. And I think that there's a lot of people that were, have been watching and waiting for me to quit or fail. And I, I won't do that. I'm going to give them a good show. <laughs> right. And I think the biggest thing when somebody says, you can't do this, it's they're mostly speaking about themselves and people don't realize that they're speaking about their limitations and what they can or can't do. It has nothing to do with what you can or cannot do. You're, you're the one living your life. You can do what you set out to do. It doesn't mean that you're not going to have to push forward and go over hurdles and kind of, you know, it's going to take effort. But when someone says you can't do something and when people are doubting you, they're really talking about themselves. It's more right. of a reflection on them than on you. So you got, you still got it. If your heart is called to it and it's something that won't go away, you got, you got to go for it. You only have one life, right? Yeah. Because why, why stay stuck back where you don't want to be? And yeah, I think it was, what's the quote? It's, if someone tells you something, it's impossible. It's impossible for them, not for you. Right. Which is so true. Yeah. yeah. For me, I've always, you know, people don't, I'm I'm a little bit of both, which you can be. I'm extroverted and and I'm a lot more introverted than people think. So a good way to tell is say if you go to a party and you come home either exhausted, so you're definitely introverted, or mm -hmm. you come or you come home like exhilarated, like with a newfound energy. So you're definitely extroverted then. And you can be both. So parties and things like that are exhausting. <laughs> um, yeah. I yeah. think people will be really surprised that I'm way more introverted than they think because I, I'm an outgoing introvert, if that makes right. any sense. So yeah, love, I like going to parties. I enjoy it. But then I, I, when I get home, I, I don't want to talk to anyone. I, I need to like recover from it. But I love spending time by myself. But I end up, but in chunks of time, I really like being social at the same time. So yeah, you can be both. Yeah, I'm both. And I've also been like, kind of like a loner sometimes too. I think maybe creative people are, are kind of like that, like a lot more inward. And I don't see that as a bad thing, honestly, you know, so it didn't really ever bother me if people didn't support X, Y, and Z, because I've done a lot of things that people are like, mm -hmm. oh, th there she goes again, <laughs> do, doing this. And not even with my, you know, entrepreneurship um, journey, but just in general, in my life, a lot of people have always told me outsiders, um, cause my parents were always very supportive. Um, they've always told me you can do anything you set your mind to just pick something already because they know that I won't stop until I get that. <clears throat> excuse me. I won't stop until I get that golden egg. You know, if, if, if it's something not aligning with me, I will move on and try something else until I, until I found, until I feel like I found the one that's career. That's everything. Like I'm not going to stop. That's me too. Yeah. And it doesn't bother me if people think what they want. Like no one lives your life, but you, no one knows how that feels. They can't, nobody knows why you're making decisions, how, you know, like you have to live your life for yourself. That sounds easy enough, but that's, I'm even talking about living your life for yourself, even aside <laughs> from your significant other, aside from your parents, aside from your friends, like yourself, what's going to make you happy? Because you're the one that has to live your life, deal with those things that you come across, nobody else. Yeah. And I feel like the more you do that, the more you, you know, you, you'll fall in love with yourself and the more you can do that, the happier you, you will be. And I think they'll be able to give so much more to other people if you can feed your own soul like that, which is something I've been really working on lately. And I just feel like 
on fire, like for so many Good. things, just because I'm working and doing my passions. And I just, yeah, it gets me all excited. Yeah. Liberating. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's awesome. All right. Oh, so this next one, I'm guilty of, I'm guilty of not being very good at this in a friendship. So I need to work on it is that they check in on you. I tend to like get super focused on my projects and what I'm doing that I, if I, if it's not like part, if the people are not part of where, what I'm working on, I kind of forget to check up on them. So that's something I, I definitely need to work more on. I'm are actually, you with that? same, same as you. you and I are very similar. And we probably, really are. Yeah. And so many things, but yeah, same. I, I get, I feel like time goes by really fast. And it's like, I have a few friends that one in particular, I love her. Every time I see her, she's like a soulmate friend. Every time I see her, we pick up right where we left off. I love talking about. Spirit. Oh, it's the best kind of friendship. But, yeah. But she's not on social media. So I literally. So you forget. I, for, I forget. Cause I don't, I don't visibly see her every and she she changes her number sometimes so at this point like sometimes it's like a year and I haven't talked to her and she lives in San Diego and I have to really I'm like oh my gosh like I need to I need to see how Ashley's doing like I got to check in with her um, because I love her friendship like we have the best time and it's never awkward like we literally just pick but like I don't want to I don't want to miss any like I don't want to you know, cause she also, um, she got sick like recently with like a health problem. And so, you know, I wouldn't want to regret that I didn't check in with her. So yeah, I, I do the exact same thing. Unfortunately, just time gets the better of me, I guess. Yeah. This, this is a, the funny thing about that is I, if I hear a song or a movie comes on that reminds me of somebody that I'm friends with, and like, I'm talking about friends, like way back from childhood or whatever, right. I immediately will either if I don't have their number, send them a message on Facebook or something. And the other day a song came on and I went to message my friend and I was in the Facebook messenger and I'm like, oh my gosh, I have not talked to her in two years. Wow. <laughs> this is crazy. Like how fast time goes by. And funny enough, the time before that, the center message was about a different song that reminded me of her, but yeah. <laughs> and did she respond right away? Oh yeah. And it was just like, awesome. You know, but that's the, that's the cool thing about those kind of friends and if you have those kind of friends don't ever let them go because they're really special like soulmate friends like you said yeah and it's it's funny too because I heard this thing that it was something like don't feel bad for not checking in with people if they're not checking in with you too right <laughs> you know like if you're not talking and because and this this one girl like she's never angry she's not like where have you been we're, we're just so happy to hear from each other so I think that's great, but it's that thing, you know, if you're not checking in with somebody, you, you don't talk to them for a while. Well, they're not checking in with you either. So. That's true. So don't feel guilty. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, that's the hard thing about social media is that you think that you're keeping up with them because you see their stuff, but are, are you really, you know, connecting with them at all? Or is it just, that's the hard thing. It's kind of like surface level checking sure. in on people through, you know, Facebook or Instagram or right. something, but you know, if something sparks that they say send them a private message send them a text message and you know that's that's probably what I'm going to be doing more of now is maybe following some of my you know friends like that and trying to keep up a little bit better because I think it's important mm -hmm. okay this is a good one so this is they communicate how they feel so I have I have this big like pet peeve, I guess, of friends talking like behind 
you're back to other friends. And that was another bullet point on here saying that they speak about their other friends with respect. And I'm always, I always tend to be someone like we've talked about before is if I feel something, I'm going to say it right away. Right. And I've had other friends come to me and, ha- and, t- and talk about our other friends to me. And I always try to remind them because they, they want my opinion. What do you think about this? What do you think she meant by this? I'm like, why don't you just ask her? Right. I'm like, they're just, I'm like, why don't you just ask her? I don't, uh, I don't know. <laughs> well, it's good and that you so, don't feed into it. Yeah. I don't like doing that because yeah, that, that breeds a whole like whole thing. And then there's misunderstandings. It's like, just, just ask. You have to have friends that are, are willing, willing to be open. And if it's something that is bothering you, talk about it. It's, I, it's hard for people to do it though. I've heard this concept of that we live in an age where everyone gets more offended more often. You know, I've heard that a lot about, right? So let's not do that. (laughs) You know, like, um, stop it. (laughs) I feel like it takes, it takes a lot, a lot, almost near impossible to offend me. I'm pretty open-minded. Like you can say a lot of things. I mean, I'm not saying disrespect a person, but I'm saying I'm very open with conversation. So there's not a lot that that will offend me, you know? So I think um, that has to be in place there too, right? With your friends. Yeah, absolutely. And then also like the maturity level, because some of my friends are a little bit younger than me. Um, but yeah, sometimes you have to, to give them a little nudge and it's almost like a little, you get, get a little bit of courage. And I promise you, if you ask this person about what's bothering you and have them clarify, you're going to feel better within a few minutes instead of thinking about it for a week and asking everybody what they think about it. You know what I mean? Right. Just like more efficient to just go right to the source, <laughs> right. I suppose. Yeah. And I would, if someone did that with me, I just, I would respect that so much more. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Where are we at? Oh, this one I didn't like. This one says they accept you for who you are. And Which kind of contradicts the, yes, the room the for growth, right? Yeah. I'm well, like, no. maybe, you know, maybe, maybe what that means is, okay, so let's just say my boyfriend, for example. Something that I'm really thankful for is I never had a relationship before him, a romantic relationship, where at, at first sight, at the very beginning, it was not, I, I was very used to in all my previous relationships, it was fire from the get-go. Like, I saw that person, we had a spark. And it was very fiery. So with my boyfriend now, he was just my friend for a while. And I fell in love with the way that he was just as a human, flaws and all, because he has, like everybody else, he has flaws, right? And I fell in love with him. And regardless, like I knew all the quote unquote bad things, but I just, I saw him for really who he was inside though, regardless of not the not the great aspects, right? Personality aspects. So maybe it's that because I feel like as we are together and, and then I, you know, ended up falling in love with him romantically and we've been together ever since that because I knew who he was and wasn't really, not that not trying to change him because I do, we encourage each other to grow and to get out there and, and broaden our perspectives, right? And have these experiences that are going to change us and things like that. So that that is change, but his core stuff, I'm not, I'm not trying to fight him about it or like, I knew who he was when I, when I first met him. So maybe, maybe it's a little more to do with that. And I feel like because I met him or I understood him as a best friend, 
that that's really helped our romantic relationship because I already loved him. Like I loved him even knowing these other things that, that typically you might try to change about a person. So maybe it has more to do with that, if that makes sense. I know I'm not really articulating it the best, but. No, I, I, I see what you're saying. And I think that we've talked about this before that you and I tend to be fixers and helpers at that. Right. We think that we can fix things, but you, you can't do that. You're not going to do that. Well, it has not to all at them. once. Right. Yeah. You can train them slowly. I'm just kidding. Right. <laughs> my, my grandma used to say that it was up to the woman to make the man. And I was like, what, why can't you just meet the man? Like, and she met from a boy, you know, that most men are boys that it's up to the woman to make the man. And I was like, what, why can't you just meet the guy already a man, you know? And I mean, is there that perfect person that fits everything about you that needs nothing, no support. I mean, maybe they're good in some ways that is lacking what you have now, but will they be good a hundred percent? You know, like there's always, there's always two, nobody's a hundred percent perfect. There's going to be great things that you like about them and things that, that are not so great. I mean, I think my mom, you know, she would always say, as long as there's more things that you, more positives than negatives that you're in a good relationship. Yeah. The one other thing I would say about that is when if someone does have something that maybe not be like the most attractive quality or in you say it in in their responses that's just who i am or that's just what i do i don't like that don't an like unwillingness that. to like hear what that other person is trying to say that that they don't that they don't like that quality very much it's, yeah they should be willing to hear you and to improve i think yeah yeah i think so too and i don't think it's like in that sense, a way to, that you're trying to change somebody, it's you're trying to to help them expand, expand themselves and maybe grow into something a little deeper. But right, they don't they don't always they're not always interested in doing that. But I I don't I don't like when people say that I am who I am or in response to like a, a behavior that's not so good or right. even like I was, when I was at my conference, one of the speakers said. Um, kind of about the same thing. Like when, when people say, well, I, I'm not an early riser. And she said, she goes, well, nobody is unless you're a bird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you know, so I just think it's, it's cool to. Yeah. It's, it's the cool. attitude, it's the attitude, right? I had an ex-boyfriend tell me basically don't expect much from me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Great. Thanks. I'm not, I'm not doing anything new or different. This is, this is right. me and I'm not not going to grow. Yeah. It's not, it's not about changing people or fixing people. It's maybe being on a, a growth journey with them, which is oh, a lot yeah. more attractive than you trying to fix them. You can grow together. I think for sure, for sure. And I think you can, I mean, I'm in the longest relationship right now, seven years. Aside from that, it was five years, but it was very tumultuous, you know, very crazy and back and forth. But so after that was three years. So then I was single for the first time ever for three years, but still dated around. And so now my boyfriend now is seven years. That's, and we've lived together the whole time. So that's, you're really close to that person when you live with them, you know? So I think there's also, and this will be a, a topic for another time. There's love languages as well. The way oh, you, yes. I want to mm -hmm. talk about love languages. Yeah. The way you receive it might be different than how they receive it. So that was something that me and my boyfriend talked about, you know, I need, I need everything. I kind of, because I feel like I didn't get a lot of it when I was younger. I was very confused about 
about stuff. Like I need, I need everything. I need to hear it. I need to see it. I need to feel it. You know, I need the words, I need the actions, I need everything. And so there were certain things that, um, he did improve on like over the years that was hard for him. Like it was hard for him to like speak it, you know? So have you taken the test before? Like what's your love language? Yeah. Have you um, taken the test I, on it? I might have a long time ago, but I, I, I know I need everything, <laughs> you know? I want you to take the test though, because I, okay, I'll take it again. Can, yeah. Cause I'll give percentages on each one, how much it's more important to you. Gotcha. So I feel like when, whenever we do that episode, we should both take the test. I can take okay, it again. Perfect. I feel like sometimes it changes, but yeah, that's fun. But we're actually coming up on the hour already. Yes. Did we get through all of the bullet points there? We didn't, but there's a lot more. <laughs> but okay, just, we have, we got, yeah, go ahead. How about one. this? Read the rest of them are. off and then, and then read them all. And then we'll go back if we want to comment. Okay, cool. So let me see. So communicate how they feel. They set honor and respect boundaries. They strive to understand you even if they don't agree with you. Uh, let's see. They're intentional, intentional about resolving conflict. And then the whole accept you for who you are. We've said that already. I just kind of jumped onto that one. Um, they respect your interests. They can make you laugh. They speak about their other friends with respect. I brought that up in a different part. And they feel like a safe person to share your insecurities and fears with. And then the last one was they show you that they care about you within their actions. Mm -hmm. Those are all really great ones. So, so good, right? Yeah. Do, um, do you want to go first? I have a few things I can say. Why don't you go first? Okay. So it was, it was towards the middle, these, these few ones that can, can you read them just really fast again? Yeah. So they strive to understand you, even if they don't agree with you, they're intentional about resolving conflict. They accept you for who you are. They respect your interests. They can make you laugh. They speak about their other friends with respect. They feel like a safe person to share your insecurities and fears with, and they show you that they care about you through their actions. Okay. So intentional about resolving conflict. So, so, and I guess I keep on reverting back to romantic relationships and we're talking about friends in general, maybe because my boyfriend is my best friend. He's like one of my main, That's main, awesome. yeah, he's, he's my best friend. So I think I keep on reverting back to him, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> Yeah. Intentional about resolving conflict. That's a big one. You know, if you can't talk to somebody like literally just kind of what I was saying about my, about my, um, about my best, my actual best friend, Brooke, but if you can't sit and, or want to sit with that person and resolve the conflict, which sometimes could take hours, right. Depending on how deep you want to go. I feel like that's where a relationship dies. If you're not I agree. sweeping it under the rug. And then at a certain point, you just don't even care to talk about it. You're like, and also because maybe you're not seeing eye to eye and that, you know, you just don't care about talking about it anymore, but it's when that happens that there's a break. So no matter, you know, if we've talked about it 5 billion times, we're going to talk about it again, if we feel like we have to revisit this. So, right. Cause if it keeps, if it keeps happening, obviously it was never resolved. You know, right. Other times you talked. That's a huge yeah. one. And being calm when you talk about it, like maybe not talking about it yes. right there when it arises because tensions are going to be high, but kind of a big thing that I learned in relationships is knowing, knowing what to fight for and when not every little thing has to be this big, big fight or big thing. No, um, knowing when to choose your battles basically is something that I really learned a lot and then took with me to this relationship. Not everything is such a crazy big deal. Honestly, there's some things that bother you, but they're so little, you know, life's too short. So it's really about 
yeah, the, the bigger things I feel need to be addressed. The little things are fine to me now, but yeah. What's that quote? Do you want to be right? Or do you want to be happy? That's that's, a pretty good one. That's, that is a good one. Because maybe being right is more about your own ego and not actually about being productive or something. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. All such good stuff. Yeah. And the person making you laugh. So I feel like if any of you guys have watched friends, I feel like I tell my boyfriend this and he says, he's not like this. I feel like my boyfriend's a Chandler, which is <laughs> one of my favorite characters on friends. <laughs> I love it. And maybe I'm like Monica cause I'm kind of neurotic sometimes, but my boyfriend's so funny, like to a fault where I'm literally like, if he wasn't so funny, maybe we wouldn't be too, <laughs> we would still be too. Right. I think I'm Ross. <laughs> really? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Oh, I love that show. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, so good. Okay, what do you have to say about any of those uh, last points there? I feel like the one that says they feel like a safe person to share your insecurities and fears mm-hmm. with. I think that is that's a big that's one. a big one, especially for me. I tend to not share those things as much with people because I I like to be the strong person. Yes. And just recently, actually, last night I had. I was on a Zoom call with um, some people and I had shared with this amazing group of people that I was with actually over the weekend. We were just doing a recap over Zoom and I got real, real and vulnerable and I cried and, you know, just, and they hadn't seen that from me because I'm usually the, you know, the positive person and all that. And I, after the call, I received so many messages and so many things of support. It was unbelievable. So it just reminded me is, um, if these are the, the type of people that I need to feel safe to, to express those things to, and it's okay. You don't have to put out positive vibe 24, seven, 365. So I just, I think that was one that stuck out to me the most. Oh yeah. That, that is totally me too. Like I was, um, yeah, I mean, cause who, who wants to be vulnerable like that, especially when you are used to being the one that everyone looks to for the strength right. and for the answer. So there's a time recently where I was incredibly vulnerable for a while, you know, speaking to people and crying to them about stuff that was going on every single day. And they were my strength for that time being, which was incredible. So they really helped me. And usually it was completely like I couldn't see straight. I was very upset about things and they were the ones being super strong. And I felt like I learned that I could give that, I could give that weight to some people. Sometimes don't abuse them. You know, everyone, you know, respect people's boundaries. Don't always put your weight on other people. I don't think that's fair. You know, I definitely don't want to do that, but I could give them some of it sometimes and they were able to hold it for me and help me. And that was, that was really great to see and to feel. I heard something earlier this morning that really stuck out to me about this. And it was, if you tend to be a person that you, you're the person that's always giving the support, offering, you know, offering, giving, giving, giving. And if you are constantly doing that, you're taking away their ability to give. And if they, if they're always taking, it's like a flow that you're never going to get to. You're taking away their gift of being able to give to you or to right. others. So it's like, it's a good way to look at it like that. Like you're not being selfish by receiving because you're giving someone else that gift to do that because it feels good to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, that's, that's a really good way of, look, of looking at it too. Maybe you're kind of stunting their growth on some type of level. If you're just assuming that responsibility for everybody all the time, right? Like give them some room to also to step up and be that one to kind of um, 
to take like the higher reins, so to speak. But so yeah, you guys, I love it. yeah. So you guys, that is concluding episode three. We hope you liked it. So we are available on Spotify. I'm um, more people are listening there. Also Google podcast soon to be Apple podcast. We do have most listeners as I see in our stats from the United States some from Canada, some from Ireland, which is interesting. So cool. Some from the UK and I forget what other country that I was kind of like, Oh, that's interesting. Mostly from the U S though. And, um, a good healthy mix of females to males. So anyway, we'll be shooting new episodes every week. We hope you enjoyed this one. Um, Kristen, if you have any last thoughts. I just wanted to say thank you. And I'm very happy about this topic. And I feel like we could talk about it so much. It's relationships are so important. And if you find someone that checks off all these boxes, make sure that you really, you know, water that relationship and nurture it because it's special. Yes. Yes. Good. Good. Uh, good point to say. I agree. Well, thank you guys so much. And we will see you next week here on our guided thoughts podcast. Thanks guys.